Welcome to the King's Word Bible Study. I'm your host, Brother Vinny Fitzgerald, and today we're going to delve into the Bible to bring you insight from God's Word that will help you to grow and to develop in a spiritual maturity. These lessons are designed to help guide you and strengthen you in your relationship with the Lord. Whether you've never opened a Bible or have read it cover to cover, this podcast will inform and uplift you. Our purpose is not only for you to know and to understand the King's Word, but for you to live it out in your day-to-day life. Philippians 4 and 9 tells us, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Today, our topic is going to be combating confusion. Let's begin in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning in the first verse, it says, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. In the days we live in, we find so many people confused because of all that is taking place in the world around us. We find this to be the case in the modern church as well as in the world. Many Christians are confused at all that is happening. Things seem to be moving and changing so rapidly, but we can't allow this to happen to us as the people of God. Verse 1 said, But of the times and seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. The church at Thessalonica should have already known the things that Paul was writing to them in his letter. It is not God's will for us to be confused. 1 Corinthians 14 and 33 says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. Confusion is never from God. It is always a tool of the enemy. Sometimes, although God will never confuse his own people, he will use the enemy's tools against them. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 22 to 23, in the contemporary English version, speaking of the army of Judah, says, As soon as they began singing, the Lord confused the enemy camp, so that the Ammonite and Moabite troops attacked and completely destroyed those from Edom. Then they turned against each other until the entire camp was wiped out. Confusion is a tool of spiritual warfare that the enemy uses against us. We should never give in to it and become content to live in a state of confusion. When we find ourselves being afflicted by it, we need to rebuke it and tell it that it has no place in our lives. Since we know that this is not God's will for our lives, we then need to ask ourselves, what is his will for us? And how do we combat confusion? The way that we combat confusion and avoid it is by having and operating an understanding. Understanding is defined as a noun, meaning the faculty of the human mind by which it apprehends the real state of things presented to it, or by which it receives or comprehends the ideas which others express and intend to communicate. The understanding is called also the intellectual faculty. It's the faculty by means of which we obtain a great part 
of our understanding. We find an example of understanding used in the intellectual sense in Luke chapter 24, verse 45, which tells us, Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures. Noah Webster, when speaking on understanding, said, By understanding, I mean that faculty whereby we are enabled to apprehend the objects of knowledge, generals or particulars, absent or present, and the judge of their truth or falsehood, good or evil. Job 32 and 8 says, But there is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. It is God's will for us to have understanding. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 17 through 19 say, That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of His calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. God desires for us to have understanding, and we should also desire it for ourselves. But we need to know how to get it. Understanding is absolutely necessary for truly living the Christian life. Proverbs 8 and 1 says, Doth not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her voice? It is calling out to us, but it won't do us any good unless we have it within us. In order to get it, we first need to desire it, similar to how we get wisdom. God grants us the desires of our hearts, and if we truly desire to have it and ask God for it, He will grant it to us. Psalm 119 and 34 says, Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law, yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Although God will grant us understanding, we still have a role that we need to play. Job 28 and 28 says, And unto man he said, Behold the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. It all starts with our relationship with God. We need to spend time with God and understand Him for who He is and understand His character. Since He is the giver, the more time that we spend with Him, the more we will receive understanding from Him. We must also take time to study the Word of God because it's through the Word of God that He gives us understanding. True understanding and the Word of God are inseparable from each other. If we really are to have this in our life, we have to allow the Bible to become the lens for which we see and understand all else. The Lord gave us His Word so that we can better understand the world that we live in and what we are to do while we're here. It's been said that the word Bible is an acronym standing for Believer's Instruction Before Leaving Earth. God has given us the Word so that it can shed light on all else around us and prepare us for the things that we will face and come across in this life. Psalm 119 and verse 130 says, The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. His Word sheds light on what is going on in the natural. We need to have understanding in both spiritual matters and natural matters. The spiritual and natural realms can be compared to the relationship of the sun and the moon. The sun is the larger and the more important object in the sky, and it's the real source of light. The moon, on the other hand, is the smaller, less important object, which cannot produce any light of its own, but is only a dim reflection of the larger object. The spiritual realm is the larger, deeper, more important realm, where true spiritual light, glory, and power originate. The natural realm is the lesser, weaker, fallen realm, which is only good because of what it reflects from the spiritual realm. 
The natural realm is not the source of good. It is only the recipient of reflected good. Since this is the case, and we know we are called to have understanding in both the spiritual and the natural realms, we need to first understand the natural if we are to understand the spiritual. We must first grasp the lesser, then the higher realm. This is the order that God has ordained. Let's go to John chapter 3. In John chapter 3, beginning in the ninth verse, it says, Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Jesus was telling Nicodemus about his need to be born again, and Nicodemus didn't seem to understand. Jesus told him that he had to grasp earthly things before he would be able to grasp heavenly things. This shows us the progression of understanding. When we understand what is seen, God will grant us the understanding and the revelation to understand the unseen. Without having understanding, we get an incomplete picture of the world around us. 1 Corinthians 2 and 4 says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. We need to have understanding of what's going on in the world around us. That's what frees us to help others, drowning in a sea of confusion. If we don't know what's going on around us, we won't be able to help anyone else know either. We need to take charge today and increase our understanding. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 2. In Proverbs chapter 2, beginning in the first verse, it says, my son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom, and out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. This passage shows us the active nature of getting understanding. It requires us to expend energy and effort and to spend our time seeking after it. We need to be dedicated and diligent. We need to pursue after it with passion and zeal. We need to know what we're pursuing and stay focused on it. We can't allow anyone or anything to distract us from it. If we are faithful in pursuing and seeking after understanding, spending time with God, and studying the Word, God will grant us the understanding that we are looking for. Verse 5 is a promise. It says, Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. This is the fruit of our labor, if we are faithful. First Chronicles 12 and 32 says, And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were two hundred, and all their brethren were at their commandment. The men of Issachar were men of understanding. This went beyond discernment, which is a component of understanding that they also possessed. Understanding was different. They were able to look at all that was going on around them, all the current events taking place, and understand them. This means more than just knowing if they were good or bad. It meant that they knew why these things took place, and they understood the spiritual and natural implications of them. They knew what these things meant for their lives, and they knew what they meant for their nation. 
Understanding became their most valuable asset. If they didn't have it, they would have been confused about all that was happening. Confusion would have been destructive to them, as it is to anybody that is afflicted by it. A confused enemy is easier to conquer because there's no order and there's no unity. This is why the devil wants us to be confused. He wants the church to lack order and to lack unity because the real power in the church is when we are united as one, as the body of Christ. We combat the confusion with understanding. God is calling the church out from its state of confusion into a new state of understanding. We are called by God to be like the men of Issachar, men with understanding of the times that they lived in, who knew what they needed to do. We as Christian soldiers need to understand the times that we live in, and when we do, we will know what we ought to do. The enemy hates when we have understanding, because having it helps us to fight more powerfully in our spiritual warfare, and to take back ground from the enemy. Before we have understanding, the enemy tries desperately to keep us away from it. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 17 through 18 say, This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, for the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. Along with confusion, another tool of the enemy is ignorance. Ignorance is defined as a noun meaning want, absence, or destitution of knowledge, the negative state of the mind, which has not been instructed in arts, literature, or science, or has not been informed of facts. Ignorance may be general, or it may be limited to particular subjects. Ignorance of the law does not excuse a man for violating it. Ignorance of facts is often venial. Confusion and ignorance go hand in hand, because they always coexist. Ignorance causes confusion, and confusion causes ignorance. They both inadequately attempt to fill the void within us that forms when we lack understanding. The worst type of ignorance is willful ignorance. When you are willfully ignorant, you're choosing not to understand. And this only brings us further and further away from having true understanding, and it alienates us from God. There is no place for willful ignorance in God's army. We must rebuke and cast out any type of ignorance. The way that we combat ignorance is the same way that we combat confusion, and that is through our understanding. We can't, as Christians, run away from understanding. We need to embrace it and operate in it. We need to run towards it. He hasn't called us to ignorance or confusion. He's called us to be people with the mind of Christ within us, who have understanding of the times and know what we ought to do. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3 in the English Standard Version. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 in the ESV, beginning in the first verse, it says, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people, for among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. We have to understand the times that we live in, 
We live in strange days where evil abounds, and the only way that we will be able to survive and thrive during this time is if we operate in understanding. Ignorance and confusion will get us nowhere if we embrace them, which is why we have to get understanding so that we can be blessed and prosper in the days in which we live. We need to make our desire for understanding known to God and trust that He will grant it to us. 2 Timothy 2 and 7 says, Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. God will give it to us. Our job is to receive it and to set apart the time to be with God and to study His Word. Let's make the choice today to get and to live in understanding. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you for understanding. Lord, today we make our desire known unto you that we desire to have understanding from you. And Lord, we know that because we have made our desire known to you today, that you will give us understanding. And today we claim that promise in faith and we receive it. Lord, we rebuke ignorance, we rebuke confusion, and any other attack that the enemy tries to throw our way. We know that these things are not from you and that they are not in your will for our lives. Lord, we thank you that you have given us understanding. And we thank you that you are using it to prepare us for all that we may face in this life. And that we will use it as a tool to fervor your work, to fervor your will. And Lord, we thank you that we will be able to discern all that we see going around us. To know what it means in the natural and what it means in the spirit. And by this, be able to help those around us who have yet to come to you. So that they may see their need for you during this time. Lord, we thank you that you have set apart and called us to be your vessel to do your work. And Lord, for this and for everything else that you've done and are going to do in our lives, we give you all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you want to operate in understanding and have Jesus as a part of your life today, all you need to do is to invite Jesus into your heart to be your personal Lord and Savior. You then need to repent of your sins and ask for his forgiveness. Then you trust that you've been forgiven and you ask for his free gift of eternal life. Now, if you've prayed this from a sincere heart and you truly meant it, then you are now a part of the family of God. Welcome to God's family. We want to thank everybody for listening today. We appreciate you taking out your time to spend with us. If you'd like to give us feedback and tell us how much you appreciate this show, you can contact us at kingswordbiblestudy at gmail.com. If you'd like to learn more about this program and this ministry, you can visit kingswordbible.com. We appreciate also if you write a review from wherever you're listening to this podcast from. And if you follow and subscribe so that more people can hear the King's Word for themselves. God bless you. We want you to know that we love you all. And we will see you next week as we continue to study the King's Word together.